Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey, so we're back with part two. Uh, so, yeah, where were we? You were talking about... Um, I was talking about just um, how the, the, the scripture does tell us that we should follow our government officials. And if we're not following our, our government officials, then, then we're um, not following God either. Yeah. You know, as long as our, you know, they're not telling us, you know, we're talking about the shelter in place in many of the states, not all the states have followed it. But, you know, a lot of people are, are just like wanting to trash on their own governments about this. And maybe they're not doing everything right. But they're doing, I feel, the best that they can with what they know about yeah. not spreading the, the virus further. Um, and we're talking about uh, Passover, even at that time, um, God said, go in your home with the blood on the doorposts and wait for death to pass over before you come out. And I'll let you know when to come back out. And I kind of feel like we're we're kind of in that situation, and not that God's saying don't do what you're supposed to be doing. I think He's, you know, like we were talking about earlier, saying, "Watch, I'm doing a new thing," and um, I think we're going to see more of the church come out. And the church is not a building; um, the church is the people. We are His hands and feet, and. Uh, so I think that's where we're going to be seeing more of if, is people getting out of their comfort zones. Yeah. So I think, I think that also uh, helps like, I don't know for you, Andrew, because you're, you're in the church biz that, uh, that <laughs> you're good. I just wanted to pause because <laughs> I saw you taking it off of your headphones. Um, that man, you're getting your Corona hair too. Um, Mm-hmm. So, uh, just, I haven't had a haircut in like a month and a half. You can so. really see my gray hair now. <laughs> and my mom was like, we, um, my wife put a picture of us up on, on uh, Facebook and my mom texted me. She's like, your hair is getting really gray. So I'm like, <laughs> gray hair is a crown of wisdom. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but like I was saying, like, um, I don't even know where it's going, but I got lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, we weren't talking about hair. Yeah. So let's talk about Samson. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that glorious man. Um, but, yeah, that's just one of those things that I think um, I think we're just missing right now is that there will be different avenues now. And like I talked about last week was that um, I think new inventions, new ideas are going to come out not just to help the world or help people, but uh, just help things in general and spread spread the word about Jesus and stuff like that. But in my mind, I'm like, it can't stay like this because then that also hinders a lot of people from hearing the word of God because there's places that still have not been reached, and if nobody right. can go anywhere, that can't happen. Right. And so... I mean, it does. I mean, it's still, 
does happen without us in places you you do hear about the yeah you know people um in muslim countries hearing yeah, having jesus come to them in dreams and yeah they've never really heard the gospel they've heard of jesus as a prophet but never really heard the gospel yeah and jesus comes to their in dreams and and they become believers um in their own country right in yeah. their own country and that and so God doesn't need us to get people saved, yet he wants us to be part of getting people saved. You know, he wants us to be his hands and feet. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you. We need to be getting yeah. out there, and I think this is just going to change the dynamic. I, I, I think even in social circles weren't going to see much less handshaking, which is weird to me. Like part of my upbringing was you go into a job interview, you have a strong handshake. And if someone doesn't have like a, a strong, firm handshake, are they really trustworthy? You know, and sometimes it's just like, sometimes I'm just like, if someone gives me a dead fish handshake, I'm like, I, I don't trust that person. <laughs> Why did you just hand me a wet fish? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, it's a uh, it, it's interesting to to think about the the idea of the, the government issue um, because man, um, I agree with you, George. That most w- most governors are more. Let's just say most government officials are doing their best. I, I think there's this wave of, and don't get me wrong, I love conspiracy theories. Like I'm a huge conspiracy theory nut. I'll talk about it with anybody and any everybody. But I also can, I guess I can also look at something and be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to choose to believe that they're they're humans and they're trying to make the decisions as they as it comes. And I'll say even ourselves, like we, (laughs) I don't know if we want to admit this on the podcast, but like our church was one of the only churches that uh, gathered this Sunday. It was like right after, basically the way it transpired, uh, like Donald Trump did his stay at home order. And like, we were in like a couple of days with that. So we were kind of like, let's just do one last gathering. Come to find out we were the only church (laughs) really in the area that did it. (laughs) Uh, But um, man, within that week I sent, probably five or six emails and each email contradicted the, the previous email. Um, but just because we were figuring things out and we we're trying to communicate to our team, like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what we need to do. Actually, there's an update. Like this is what we're going to do. Actually, there's another update. Felt bad for my small group leaders because man, they, they went through a whirlwind of communication. Um, so right. I, I take that and I'm like, multiply that by like, hundreds of thousands of people, even millions of people in some cases and like having to feel like that big of a shift and be like, we're dealing with a situation that we've never dealt with before. I I choose to believe, yeah, people are just making, they're just trying to make the best decision as fast as they can. Um, And it's not because they think that, man, I've seen all kinds of crazy things about this coronavirus (laughs) conspiracy theories, but, um, 
you know, I, I think it's, I, I think there's a reason why God was like, yo, and just listen to your government officials, man. Like <laughs> I've, I've put them in place. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, don't, unless they're telling you not worship me, like we obey the laws of the land. So yeah, I don't know, man, if people, if people can just choose to follow God instead of a party, I, I think that's part of the problem, but I'm also, so I'm a hardcore, like, I love discussing politics with people because I don't, I'm a chameleon. Like, I can talk to a hardcore Republican and, it, and it's like they're talking to a hardcore Republican and I'll talk to a liberal and I'll, seems like I'm, I'm a liberal or, or I'll talk to a libertarian, same thing, right? So, but I, I, I just, it's almost like you, had, you don't, I, I don't identify with any of them. <laughs> yeah. If there was a Jesus party, I guess that would be a part of that, but, um, Anyways, I'm sidetracking, but yeah, uh, to your earlier point, George, I, I agree. I, I think in this time with this virus, if we're going to complain about how our government officials are doing, we need to take that time and take that energy and take that breath and really pray for them because right. that's going to be way more productive than tweeting about it or posting it an article on Facebook that you read somewhere. Right, because, I mean, that's really what we are called to do, you know, the the Bible that um, tells us to pray for those that are in authority over us. Yeah. So Absolutely. we should be, it doesn't, shouldn't matter what party they are. We should all, always be praying for our leadership. Um, Except Nancy Pelosi. No, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can pray for the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you love Nancy Pelosi. I'm, I'm not. Oh, wait a minute. I already said I'm not going to apologize for anything, so sucks if you're offended. If, if you're offended, then... Um, don't listen. Just remember, if you're offended and you're a Christian, the Bible also says don't be offended. There you go. You, so, can, be, you, can, you can experience offense, just don't be offended. Right, yeah. <laughs> So, like, that reminds me, because I was talking to a youth this week, and, like, um, so, like, Andrew can probably be, like, annoyed with this fact, because when we're in, in high school, um, I think, I don't know if you'd say I was overly optimistic, or I would overly push you to be, like, making decisions, but I'd always be, like, um, Andrew would be, like, I'm so bored, and I'd be like, bro, it's what you make it. And, like, I used to tell him that all the dang time. It like, always reminded me of Joe Dirt, though. Yeah. That one guy who's like, oh, it's where you make it. You like to see <laughs> oh, it's where you make it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I definitely, like, that was something that I felt like, um, I don't know, even for me to, like, when I tell you that, I'd be like, well, I got to make sure that I'm following through with that because – there's plenty of times that I was like, oh, man, I'm really bored. And I was all, I probably shouldn't say that because I always give Andrew such a hard time about this. So it yeah. made me motivated to never be that way. And I think even now that people are stuck in their homes and stuff like that, like come up with creative ideas. But also this gives everyone an opportunity that they may not have had to have your kids basically stuck with you, your spouse stuck with you. And all that, and it could be a rough thing if if you're not involving Jesus, but you need to involve Jesus in your life and uh, seek him out and reach him out. And, like, 
uh, like even for me and Jill, that's what we're working on is doing that stuff and praying with our kids more and, and all that yeah. stuff just to keep promoting that. And I'm, I'm like, um, that is kind of like the point of what I'm making is that you make it what you make it. And so, um, always trying to be, find the good in things and all that, because, uh, like the Bible says, uh, it says in Proverbs, Proverbs, sorry, uh, sixteen, four. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord's detests all the proud of, wait, the Lord's detests all the proud of the heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. So, like, even for us, like, we can't be over proud. Like, right. <laughs> I know better than all of you because then we look like crap. And I think it's hard when we know the answer and you're like, come on, dummy. Like, right. <laughs> stop. <laughs> like, why are you so scared? And, like, is even like we we're talking last week and I was like, um, man, like, there are so many people that are are so scared and i'm like and, and even believers you yeah. know it, like um like rick was talking guy. about last week you know a guy he's devout and he is just so fearful of this thing and um i was talking um to a family member and they were um saying how they went to the store and didn't have a mask on but I had gloves on, which, like, whatever, gloves aren't going to matter necessarily. But was, like, went home and was, really, like, really freaking out. Like, am I going to get this now? Yeah. And yeah. I, I had to be like, you know, God's got us. And our fear, like, you already like you already went out to the store. You already did that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. There's So there's no, you can't go back and take it back now. You know, because um, we did we did have uh, a an extended family member pass away, um, and it was due to complications with with uh, COVID nineteen, um, and he also had other compromising issues. But um, so, like one thing when it when it hits home like that, it does make you start to think about it more. Not in the I'm not in the age bracket to like if I get if I were to get it it's probably not going to kill me, you know, because um, I'm, you know, younger, healthy, whatever. I'm, I don't have any other underlying issues going on. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But you don't know if you're going to bring it back to a loved one that they are compromised, you know. And I think that's where we need to be mindful of things as as believers. You know, we're, we should be wise as serpents and gentle as doves you know, use wisdom in what we're doing and, and not being just flipping about this, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to go see my elderly parents. I mean, they're not that old, but still, you know, my mom's got some breathing issues. And if I thought for any reason that I could have come in contact with the the virus, I'm not going to go visit her, you know, and say, well, you're a believer, I'm a believer, you know, so we're not going to get it. And, you know. Yeah. Well, even in Proverbs, same one, 16, 18, it says pride goes before destruction 
a haughty spirit before a fall. And I think that's where that's a fine, fine line that we have to deal with of just being really smart and not just assuming that, um, that we know best because God knows best, but we shouldn't be putting people that we care about maybe in that instance, unless you're fully led by God to be like, Hey, you need to go there. Like you need to go there and you need to have this conversation or, or something with them. And so, um, I think it's very, um, smart to just trust the Lord and, and do things as he leads you and guides you and not just go off all whimsical right on whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's, uh, it, fear is an interesting thing because, uh, you know, it, it, it can paralyze you from, you know, acting and then it could just destroy you after you made that act. Right. So like, especially with the coronavirus, like, People are afraid to go out their homes, which Rick was talking about with that one gentleman. But then, you know, your story just now, like the fact that, you know, they were, they were essentially tortured by that fear of like, did I get it? And it's kind of like, you want to be like, hey, dummy, if you got it, you got it. Like, you, you know, the fear and your worry and your anxiety does not change the severity, you know, of what happened just now. You either got it or you don't. Right. Um, and I, And I think that's where when Jesus talks about saying, Hey, like you don't worry about it. Like it adds nothing to your life. Literally adds nothing to what you're doing, you know, uh, what's going on. Um, and, and that's why and I'm, I'm speaking to myself when I say this, um, you know, in, in those times where I'm worried about what's going on, what's happening, uh, you know, should I go to target to get that puzzle? Should I not, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of going to get the Rona. Um, you know, instead of those moments of worrying about it, I should really take the time and just pray about it. Because if worry ain't going to do anything, then the opposite of that is definitely praying about it. And yeah, I, I think encouraging, especially young people, man, like I've got the range right now between like somebody, one of my guys, he is a great kid. Love the kid. He's awesome. He's one of my student leaders. He could care less if he gets the coronavirus though. He works at Walmart. He's like, I've got three of my coworkers that have confirmed cases of coronavirus. He's like, I don't care if I get it. And I'm like, yeah, but your parents are older and your grandma's older. Like, dude, like you have a responsibility to protect them. Like, right. and I've been telling all my kids, you know, Hey, listen, like <laughs> this is the one time that the younger generation can actually do a lot for the older generation you know, we're called, you know, and I preached a message a couple of weeks ago about that. Just like, you know, we were placed in this particular time at this particular hour to be able to have the opportunity to influence everybody. And he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> he's taking the whole thing of like, I'm not afraid of anything to the max where you're talking about Jacob was just a, a folly. And then I've got some students, man, that they just, it's like, they invited depression into their home and they're eating with them 24 seven and they're allowing those thoughts just to torture them. It's so hard to talk to them because it's like, all right, like, yeah, well, you just, you tell them like, we'll spend time in the world. I don't know how to do that. There's an app. It's called the Bible app. Download it. Yeah. It can be right. Follow the devotional. Like we plan things like the first week that we went on like full digital thing. Like we had something every single day for the kids. 
And the kids that complain the most as far as like what they're going through, how hard it is, they weren't following what we were doing. Like we had devotionals, we had prayers, we had, had meetings, and they would never show up to those things. And I'm like, well, how, like, <laughs> like I, we're doing the best that we can here to be a support for you. But if you want to just torture yourself, like I can't help that, you know, like. And I want to be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. but right. And, and we, can, we can try and reach out to those kids, the, the Eeyore kids, <laughs> you know, as, yeah. as much as possible. And, but there's still going to be Eeyore, you know, that like, there's still going to be that, that mope. Like I, I always say mopey moperson. Yeah. And it could be an mopey moperson. Or a Grumposaurus. That's the one I go with. Hey, Grumposaurus, why don't we calm it down? And, like, some of the girls that we work with are like, did you call me Grumposaurus? I sure did. You're being so grumpy. I was like, if there was a dinosaur, you would be that dinosaur that's called a Grumposaurus. And so, I don't know. Like, the, the fear and that not putting on the armor of God and doing the worship of of worshiping God and it doesn't, it's not something crazy. And I think that was the hardest thing, even for me growing up in the church and, and even, even in Bible college, to be real, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I didn't do crap in Bible college. Like there was, I didn't read one book the whole time. I passed all the you tests. You on all those tests? How oh, dare you? Oh yeah, I How did. dare you? I'll admit it now. <laughs> Come at me, Pastor Hagen. Um, He's going to come back to you for your money. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I still learned a butt ton, but like in the end, like experience. Wait, hold on. For those who are listening and don't, have no clue what we're talking about, at the end of every semester, there's a question and it was worth 50% of your grade. Did you read the material that was provided for you? And what they told us was it's on the honor system. So yes or no. Jacob is saying he didn't read any of that. And he said, <laughs> screw the honor system. I'm saying yes. <laughs> so you've it, been called it, out. In, in all honesty, <laughs> hey, I called myself out. So in all it's honesty, okay. I did the same. I did the same. I know I you did. did. That's what I was like. Yeah, you're good. Just sit there and act like a golden angel because I know there's books that just went under your bed and never showed up again. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Survey, that book was garbage. I didn't finish. <laughs> I didn't finish. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, do you guys know what Berean is? Um, Breathing? Berean. B-E-R-E-A. Berean. Yeah. Yes. Is that the like Berean, the Christians, right? Yeah. So it's, it's. Um, not the Berean. Actually. Oh. <laughs> now I think it's called Global Studies University or something like that. Yeah. But it's like. You could do it online or they'll send you the books. Yeah. You read the books and and you take the, the finals and say on there it says, Did you look at the book while you're taking the final? Which me, like it would <laughs> if if I would have looked at the book while I was doing the final, it would have tortured me. Um but anyway, that's the some of the Bible classes that I took but I didn't I didn't finish. Um and then, so I had these, and you could do it on your own time. So I had these books. A friend of mine got the, like, he's like, I'm going to get you the starter pack to get in this because I believe in you. And I was like, all right. So I did, like, about half. And then uh, was sending the tests in. I'm getting good grades and whatever. And then life happened. You know, I had kids and, and just stuff going on. And 
So I didn't pick up a, a book for like probably 10 years. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, you know, do the next class, which was like, the the book was five love languages. I'd read it several times, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to breeze through this test. Did that, send it, send it in, never heard anything back. Go to look <laughs> at the school, like at the curriculum, like ever, the address, everything has changed. They're not even using the same books anymore. <laughs> like, oh, I guess like, I'm done with that. <laughs> but I'll just continue being taught by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which has worked out pretty well for me. Fall. You know, yeah. Um, That's funny. But uh, Sorry, Jacob, I didn't mean to call you out. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't well, you were you, you brought up the it. you brought up the full armor of God, which I said I was going to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go to Ephesians 6 and just start even before it talks about the full armor of God because um, it also talks about what we've been talking about the past, you know, podcast and a half. Um, it's, um, Ephesians chapter 6 starts with this. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first of the Ten Commandments that ends with a promise. And this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life full of blessing. And now a word to you fathers. Don't make your children angry by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction approved by the Lord. Um, I think that includes spanking, but <laughs> Joshua Zachary. Uh, <laughs> those, those are my oldest sons. But slaves obey your earthly masters. With deep, deep respect and fear, serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. And, it, you know, here it says slaves, but I could even talk about, you know, our jobs. We should okay. we should obey our earthly masters and with deep, deep respect and try to work for the people like that we're working for, like we're working for Christ. Um, work hard, but not just to please your masters when they are watching. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of you for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. And in the same way, you masters must treat your slaves right. Don't threaten them. Remember you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. And then the whole armor of God. A final word. Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who ruled this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil, so that after the battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fire, fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. So I, th I think there's a lot that we can gain from 
those those verses there um, and being being ready for such a time as this. You know, being in the word, being praying, being ready to minister battle. the gospel, being ready to battle, you know. And what does that battle look like? Yeah. You know, um, like I, I can't remember the verse off the top of my head, but that says be ready, be ready to preach the gospel in season and out of season. Yeah. So we should always be ready to be battling this spiritual warfare because it's going to come against that, come at us, you know. Um, I know, Andrew, you mentioned a little bit that your kids are having a rough time of it now. Um, and, and I understand that completely. And, uh, as a dad that it hurts when you're seeing your kids go through that. And I, I think that's another thing that we need to guard our hearts with, um, because they need to have their own relationship with the Lord too. They can't have ours, you know? So you can't be saved by association. Right. And the enemy is going to use our, you know, if he can, he's going to use our families against us, so to speak, to, you know, try and get in there. Yeah, and that that brings up an uh, like a point that I was reading before while you're re- like before you started reading, you're talking, and uh, I I just was flipping through my Bible and I found Luke eleven uh, seventeen, and it's talking about uh, the Pharisees were accusing Jesus of like you like casting out demons by the devil because it says uh, show us signs from heaven and stuff like that. And it says, um, Jesus said he knew their thoughts and said to them, any kingdom divided against itself will ruin itself and houses divided against itself will fall. And like, while you're saying that, I was like, huh, that is totally the enemy's goal is if I can get one of you to fall, the whole house crumbles. And it's kind of like when they talk about cornerstones or the the safety of our houses and all that. So yesterday we had an aftershock, they said, of, of, okay. of the earthquake, and it a 4.2. So it's kind of bigger. It just shook yeah. the house a little bit. Yeah. And, like, I was outside, and so I was like, what the heck? And, like, it's not, I guess it's not as scary as a 5.7, but definitely, like, one of those things where you're like, oh, here we go again. And so... Yeah. um we felt it, and it was just kind of weird. But like thinking about that is um, being that that bold person in your family and holding on to okay, that was an earthquake, no big deal. Let's move forward. And so, just having that ability to 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 guide and not divide the house. And so, um, I know like all of us are married here, and. It's hard. You have a hard time. Even with your wife, you might say something wrong or they say something. And so being able to, uh, like, for me, that's that's something I'm working on because I have a hard time, like, silencing my tongue because I'm a talker. And Andrew can vouch for this because I used to back talk my mom when we were in high school. So. Oh, great story. <laughs> great story. So, um, I've used some of them in youth, by the way. Have you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. The I love it one is the best one. All right, let's hear this. Let's hear this. Okay, so um, (laughs) do you want to tell it? Because you heard it from a different perspective. Obviously, no, you tell your perspective. And then you tell your family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Sorry, mom. I'm going to tell a story because I know you listen. Yeah, this. I love you, mom. Yeah, um, we're sorry. <laughs> so uh, I was I was being a butthole. I, I was a pretty easy teenager. I pretty much would be. We'd be where we said we'd be. I think you were always mm-hmm. at our house, so like we grilled in the front yard and crap like that. Like people would drive by at like two in the morning and stare at us because we moved the whole grill to the front yard, and you would see big flames while we're flipping oh, man, burgers. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> Or we'd go to like Wingstop or no Wing Basket and get a bunch of wings and we'd be all eating out. See, in the nobody front yard. knows what Wing Basket is over here. I'm like Wing Basket, man. They're like no Wingstop. What are you talking about? Anyway, yeah. sorry. So Wing Basket was way better than Wingstop. I don't care what anybody says. If you don't know what it is, then oh well. It's better than Buffalo Wild Wings. It's better than most places. And so um, we we do that. And so I can't remember. There was like. How many people were at the house at that time? Like four of you? Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Yeah, there's only like four. It was enough to be a crowd, though. Yeah. Like, I so, felt awkward being there. So it's like four. I go inside, and my mom said something like, um, hey, you guys are being loud, blah, blah, blah. They need to go home. And I'm like, okay. And I backtalked. I don't remember what I exactly said. But then my mom slapped me because <laughs> whatever I said. So she slapped me. And I go, Ooh, that felt good. Give me another. And so she slaps me again. I'm all, oh, yeah, bring it on. Keep it coming. And she slaps me again. I'm all, woo. And, like, I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm digging this hole, but I'm already digging it, so why not just dig it more? And she's like, you need to tell your friends to go. Fine, I will. I don't care. And so I come out, and you see it's dead silent in my garage. And there's, like, four people staring at me, and they're like, my gosh and i'm all well you guys gotta go home obviously i saw her slap you bro oh yeah the door was open for the first one i think right yeah 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 dude i saw it happen i was like oh this is bad do you remember what he said all right what was your Your mom probably remembers what you said yeah probably yeah i don't know exactly what you said i just remember you like just digging in and being like i remember you doing this thing like (laughs) You used to do that a yeah. lot. <laughs> Give me so, another. So, I love it. So if you did it, obviously you can't see what we're doing because we don't video uh, yeah, podcast this. But Andrew's pointing and like like the come here finger. And I would do that all the time in high school because I just, I don't know why that was stupid. But yeah. Maybe it's from Anthony going woohoo when he'd flick us. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's probably where yeah, that came so. from. Um, that guy. So what do you no, even use that as was, a sermon that you haven't given I'm me honoring credit your for. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this guy. So, okay, great. So when things do get probably back to normal, like, and you invite me to come to your church, this is that guy. This is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. This is the dude. This is the dude. Nah. So. I, I can talk but, about yeah. the one time when my it's mom picked you up. It's a whole lot funnier, like, in my memory. Like yeah. in the memories, it's hilarious. But like when you explain it, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well. Well, I explained a pretty monotone. But yeah, it, it was a lot more enthusiastic, but I don't want to yell into the mic. And so if you ever want to hear this story, I can animate it and act it out for you. And it's a lot better that way. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. We should call your mom. We will one of these times. <laughs> Every mom is a special guest. Yeah. Every yeah, mom is go. a special guest. It'll be, be titled The Apology Show. <laughs> the Apology Show. Your mom would be hilarious on here, Andrew. 
Andrew, I, I remember when Andrew and we were talking about like his mom because people be like, "Oh, Andrew's mom is so cute." And Andrew's all, "It's just because she's broken English. That's all. It is. <laughs> That's all he'd always say. It's just because she has broken English." And Andrew would be like, "Everybody thinks she's so sweet because she's like, oh Andrew," and like he's all, "Oh, it's so funny." And he's like, "He goes, no, yeah. she's she's just they just think she's cute because her broken her broken accent or whatever you called it. I can't remember." No, nah, it's true. My mom's a firecracker, though. Yeah. So. I remember when she yelled at you and I was there, and I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. It was, I mean, a, it was like I, a slur of, like, English and Japanese together. So I was like, I have only 30% of what she said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time, I'm, you know, if my mom is yelling at somebody, they deserve it. Yeah. You know, but she's human. So 10% of the time, I'm going to say she. She didn't, didn't need to yell at people, but I think you deserved it. You're really mouthy with your brothers or something. <laughs> so Yeah, dude. You think I'm mouthy? Man. I don't know. We'll 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 talk about like family problems <laughs> one day. <laughs> Maybe for yeah. another podcast. <laughs> sibling rivalries, like they'll be it'll be the sibling podcast. George, I'm you not gonna uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say it was the last yeah, I'm I'm the oldest of six. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it was the last time my mom slapped me because I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But <laughs> it was the last day I lived in the house. But <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. She, I said something to her. She slapped me, and I, and I said, Does "That feel good? Go ahead and do it again." And she did. <laughs> and then she said, "It's time for you to get out." You're moving out. You have till the end of the month. And I'm like, oh, really? And she said, nope, you have till the end of the next hour. <laughs> get your stuff and get out. And I, I mean, I deserved it. Like, I, like, I, uh, yeah, I, I deserved it. And it was probably really the best thing for me. You know, I was 19 years old and should have gotten out, out of the house anyway. And I mean, I had a van to live in, so that was cool. <laughs> nice. I'm not joking. Nice. But, um, yeah, my mom, like, I'm, I'm afraid of a five foot tall woman. Well, my mom's not very, she's five five. She would do boomerang shoe. That's what we called it. Do you remember that, Andrew? She could hit Bro. you around the corner with a flip flop. I don't even know how she did it. It was voodoo magic, except Christian. I don't yeah. know what the what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> it was like an angel like helped it hook around the right. Something. There you go. It, like it's deflected not, off his magic. sword. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, what the heck? How did I just get hit in my room? It like curved around the hall and went into my room, and it makes no sense. Um, I just remember like what were we talking about before this though. Uh, just about. Children obeying your parents. Yeah. No, no we're talking about that. Like we were talking about the armor of God and stuff. And then um, you were talking about in. About houses divided. And that's right. what I was talking about. Oh, that that's right. We yeah, just yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. like, we can't be. And I I even think even when it's talking about that, it's not just like us as, like with our, our spouse or our kids, but like as a unit, as a family of believers and stuff like that, because um being divided we that doesn't help a lot of things because like 
Uh, for instance, when I lived in Ohio, there was the pastor of our church. I would sometimes make fun of another church, and like, um, I don't, I don't care if anybody from Ohio tells them this because it really <laughs> happened. Uh, but he'd make fun of this other church, and I remember having a conversation with him, like, but they're probably reaching people you'll never reach, and so he got irritated with me. But I was like, um, it really was pretty important because I was like, there's going to be people and churches and they'll do things differently than us. And it's okay. And we just got to trust that, Hey, if they're following the Bible and believing Jesus and trusting God, and like you can see the fruits and all that stuff and see that they're following the Bible, not being like, Hey, if you do this, then Jesus is going to give you a thousand dollars a month kind of thing. Like, but just being like, Hey, you know what? There will be storms. There will be tough times, but when you have your feet planted on Jesus, then you don't have to worry about those things. I mean, the waves will come crashing, they'll come hitting, but that's also like what Rick was talking about. And what the Bible says is just like fear and faith. They, they collide. They don't, they don't meet and just like stop. They collide and clash. And so that's why when people are afraid or don't have faith that they're, they're just definitely not trusting God because if you have fear, then you don't have faith. And then if you have faith, then fear has no room in your heart. And so I think that is one of the biggest things that I'm, I guess that bothers me is because like we all deal with it. And like, I I mean, we could all say we're guilty of it at moments where fear starts to creep in and then our faith has to clash and smash it back. Right. And that's a, a lot of what you're saying. And like what the Bible's saying and what Jesus is saying is like, you're putting on the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth. Right. And like, um, sort of the spirit, sort of like the spirit. Just the, and all that stuff is all battle, battle time. Right. And even when it talks about the shoes, you know, I, I heard a, a pastor preach about this and, you know, it was, um, you know, the shoes fitted with the, uh, gospel of peace, but, um, he was saying in Paul's time when he wrote this, the Roman soldiers, when you know, he's, he's explaining armor, and that so that's this is the army that people would know at the time. Um, they had cleats on their on their on their sandals, you know, to dig in battle because they weren't meant like there was no armor for your back besides other soldiers, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to have each other's backs. We need to be there for one another. And the shoes were fitted with the cleats to when you've got nothing else to do but stand, to stand firm so you can dig in and push forward. I mean, we've we've all played football. Yeah. um, And um, and we've all worn cleats. And they're to help you dig in to push forward because you're not meant, you're not supposed to go backwards. So when we're fighting against the enemy, we're not supposed to re- we're not ever supposed to be in retreat mode. We're supposed to always be battle ready. And um I can't say that I always have been. Sometimes I've just like let the enemy just knock the <laughs> snot out of me and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've got my armor, but it's in this bag that I'm dragging around. <laughs> I'm not going to bother to put it on because you know, I'm just I'm good with getting hit in the head by the enemy another time, you know, 
until you finally like this is stupid. God's given me the the power to fight against this enemy and I've just been letting him beat me down, whether it be with, you know, depression or financial woes or whatever it may be, woes with my kids to where, you know, um, instead of getting into the word, I'm deciding to, you know, eat my pain, so to speak, and uh, not doing anything healthy for myself. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we are supposed to keep pushing forward. And I, that's one of the reasons I love getting together with to, with Jacob and now with you, Andrew, and doing this podcast is because getting together with other believers and being able to lift one another up um, is very important. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I love the imagery of this. This is actually the scripture that I read before we jumped on um, of just the, the, the battle equipment, right? And I think... I have a tendency to really like offensive stuff, like the mm. billboard. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to attack things, but it's interesting. The four to five pieces of armor that he describes are actually meant to help you endure what you're going through. Uh, right. It's not necessarily, he didn't say like, you've got like a long bow, you know, of truth and the sword of the spirit and a I'm trying to think of anything else, a spear of faith, right? Like, it wasn't all offensive power. It was all protective and it was all meant even the shoe situation. That's I've never heard that before. So that's a really cool historical note of like being able to dig in Mm. uh, and it makes what he says at the beginning, stand firm, like to doing everything that you can to stand. And it's a good reminder for me. Like so many times I want to use faith in an offensive weapon, right? I'm like, well, I'm going to just believe God that this thing will end and it'll quit. And it's kind of like, well, and absolutely right. Like we can still believe for a miracle. We can still pray and believe God to heal this land. But at the same time, you know, there's very much, you know, there's, there's enough uh, scripture that talks about how faith is really meant and is meant to be viewed from the perspective of like, you're going to go through things, but you're going to survive. Like it's not, it's not going to take you out. And right. um, that that's something that, I think that's why it's important to have your comrades, right? Not to sound super Russian, but like to have your <laughs> my comrades, your comrades. <laughs> and this is why um, this doesn't end up on iTunes, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Google Play. Never know. But uh, no, like I, I think that's why it's even more important to have, you know, community at times like this because it you're right. Like at some point, like one of us is going to be worn down and it's not because we're, it may not even necessarily be, we we're giving up on God. It's just like we ourselves, like we're mentally drained. We're physically tired. Um, you know, spiritually, we just maybe haven't had the time to pray. And it, it takes anytime I read this, I always think of the movie 300. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. they're not the same people, but like, uh, you know, that scene where they all like circle together and they like have like that basically shield turtle. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's the way to describe it. But like, that's what I think. Like, I'm like that. Is, that's exactly what that this imagery to me goes to is. Yeah. It's not the offensive power of the Persians that were attacking them at the time. It was, no, we're just going to sit out and wait you out and we'll take you out one by one. So you get close. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It, 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 and, the fact of the matter is if we don't have that brother next to us, that's why it's important 
you know, full circle. It's why it's important. We need to train the young ones yeah, and those around us in our family unit because it's all, I don't want to take it this way too much, but in a way it's our responsibility because if our, 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 our unit gets broken up, there is a huge responsibility on our end right? at the end of our lives that we're going to be, God's going to be like, Hey, like, let's talk about this. Like you are a leader. What are you, what were you doing? How are you discipling my followers? How are you discipling my children? And so, man, that weighs a little bit heavier than I, <laughs> I thought it was. But. And, and, and I, I feel you, I totally feel you right there. Um, Cause it does weigh on us. And like, when when I think about that, like, okay, what have I done wrong to not bring my kids up, you know, so to speak, or, or you know, um, for them not to believe that, you know, exactly the same way I do. And um, I, I did, you know, I brought them up in the church, brought them up in the faith, I have, and I'm still doing that, um, haven't given up. And I will continue to, you know, minister to my kids, all of them. I've, I've got four. Um, my boys are 21 and 18. Is he 18 and 19? <laughs> he turned 18 this year. And then my girls are 13 and, and 9. Um, and I, I've still got to bring them up in, in faith and still be following Christ the best that I can, the best that I know how and hope that they will and hope that, you know, as the scripture says, when they, when they get old, they won't depart from it. And ultimately it's not my job to get them saved. You know, it's my job to lead them in that direction and it's the Holy Spirit's, it's God's job to really reach their hearts and they have to make a decision too. So yes, we're responsible and I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, oh, this gives us a pass. Um, but ultimately it's the Holy Spirit's job to grab them and it's their job to say okay to it, you know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it, it hurts any less, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you even know what we were talking about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I did get a little, a little distracted because I was just singing something. But uh, <laughs> he was texting his mom. I'm I'm really sorry, mom. <laughs> no, not at all. You can ask my Maja. But yeah. I don't know. Like just I don't know, it's hard because you do wanna like take that like even for these kids that we work with in you Andrew as a youth pastor and us as family teachers what we do is you see these kids hurting and you're like it's simple there's an answer like it's like a, a math equation with the answer sitting right in front of you and you're like no nobody's trying to get you to guess nobody right. nobody it's not some complicated answer that takes years to get it is literally a free gift that is right in front of you that you can just receive. And all you have to do is receive it. Gifts are free. They don't come with any attachments or anything. All it comes with is there's a gift and you can have it. And that's, 
that's why the Bible says that even is it's a free gift. It, it purposely puts that in there twice, a free gift. So a gift is already free, but it's over the top saying like, it is so free. It's free. Right. <laughs> so that's what Jesus is, is a free gift to, to you that you can live a life that is less fear, less worry and stuff. And even in your case, George, like you have older boys and you have a teenage daughter and a younger daughter, my, my daughter's age. And so we, we steward them and just trust. Like the Bible says that you raise your kids up in the Lord, that they're not going to go far. And maybe right now they seem distant or whatever, but like even my older brother, like Andrew can attest to this, that he's had some, had some issues and has probably and seemed and has gone far away from God. It seems like, but he's not too far because my mom just this week was talking about like, um, something about the Bible. And my brother's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what my grandma taught us. And like, mm-hmm. we were at my grandma's all the time. And so when we we're younger kids and so that instillment of, Hey, like Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares about you. I love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And keeping doing that, it may not seem like much, but that is building a foundation that even when that kid is having a hard time and may say, Hey, I don't trust God. I don't care about God. I don't love God and all that stuff. But they keep feeling that tug on their heart because they're like, there's gotta be something real to it. And then even with this, this whole virus and all that, it has even opened up people's eyes who may have, shut down and been like, I don't trust God. God's never been there for me and all that stuff. Then all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm all alone or am I? Right. And I, I mean, I know for myself, um, you know, I wasn't always following after the Lord and my parents tried to do their best in raising me up to follow the Lord. But, um, I didn't. So, um, and it wasn't by, you know, I could have blamed my mom for whatever, you know, making me go to church. Yeah. Which now I'm like, thank you, mom, you yeah. know, for making me go to church because there were things that the pastor said or whatever that hit my heart. And there were times that we got together to pray as a family that I dreaded. Yeah. Like, oh, this, is, I've got better things to do than sit around and read the Bible and pray with my family, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, but those were the things that really did stick with me. And I know with my sons, it sticks with them. You know, I know that they, I know that they love the Lord. You know, I know that there is that, that foundation there. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's still. Still tough. Still tough. You know, yeah. So, and I know for my mom, it's plenty of times that it's been hard. And like, I, I think even in our families, I don't know. Like, obviously, Andrew, you're kind of like, in a way, like first generation Christian for your family ish kind of thing. Like, your dad was a Baptist or something, correct? Or like, I think uh, my my grandma, my dad's mom. Uh, was heavily involved in the Lutheran church. Lutheran. Pretty okay. sure. I knew, I knew it was And then like when, yeah. So. And so 
that he like, grew up in the church. So I, did you know your grandma at all? No, she passed away. My dad was like 12. So, oh, okay. but my dad constantly talks about how, um, a lot of like, he, he's talked to me before in the past, how, I don't want to butcher this, but like basically the faith that, you know, sort of I've, I've sort of exhibited and reminds him a lot of my grandma. So, yeah. And what, what's cool about that is I, like you said, your mom, I don't know how your grandma was or it could be your mom, but there's always like a spiritual leader in the family, like of a hierarchy. I noticed because my grandma was like, a boss when it came to praying and reading her Bible and all that stuff. And like now that she's gone, it's kind of one of those weird things where you're like, who's going to pick up that mantle and do that? And why not me? Or, or like, instead of being like, Oh, well my mom needs to pick that up or my dad needs to pick that up. Why not me? Right. I mean, I know my, I know from what my mom said, her mom, my grandma, um, when she was like bedridden and sick, she couldn't sleep a lot. So she, that's what she would do. She would just pray, you know, pray for all the family. And, um, you know, and that really did have, I know it had an impact on my, my mom. I know my mom's prayers and my dad's prayers and prayers of their friends definitely impacted my life. Um, and, you know, and I know that I wouldn't be where I am now in my faith if it wasn't for those believers that came alongside me at at, at a young age um, that really uh, were just like one of my friends, uh, um, or two of my friends, Rich Greeley and Danny Bells. I love those guys, and they're nutballs. And they, <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're crazy guys that absolutely love the Lord. And when I met them at a men's breakfast with my dad, he's like, you got to meet these guys. Yeah. And I did. And I'm like, man, if those guys can still be nutty and have a good time and love the Lord, then so can I, you know? Yeah. Did we lose Andrew? No, no he, he just changed the screen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, there it goes again. Maybe you did lose me. No, no we, we, we can see, see you. you. Um, so, uh, we're almost out of time again. We did not lose you. We can still see you. You froze. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we, we can, can hear, hear you. you. Yeah. So that's all that matters. <laughs> we can hear you. So, um, I think this is a wrap for, for part two. I think we should pray us out. All right. Do we got a couple seconds? We got like a minute. So. Okay. You want me to do it? Or sure. Andrew do it? You want to do it, Andrew? Pray us out. Can you hear us? I think we he might have froze. The... Okay, right. I'll pray us out. All right, go ahead. So, Lord, thank you for the work that you're doing here, doing with this podcast. Thank you, Lord, for each of our families, Lord, and the opportunity to be able to do this. And, Lord, for all the listeners that we have, um, we ask that uh, they would continue to share this podcast as we share our faith and share our stories, Lord. Um, Thank you, Lord, that you love us, that your full armor is upon us, Lord, and that you would carry us through. And we worship you, and we give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you guys for listening again. Please share.